1: Everybody. Welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record in this scorching hot day for most of us. This is episode 75, and I am Joe the Widget Wilson. I am joined, as always, by my fellow co-hosts, the quizzical, Yvonne Joe! What's up? Uh, you're, supposed to ask, you're supposed to do that with a question. but okay. That's oh.
0: Cool. Uh, well, I did. That was a, it was a question. What's up? Uh, Gee, how right. about that heat? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> <sighs> I
1: was actually supposed to do a different one for you, but that's okay, I messed up. And we are joined as always by the quiet Lewis Alon.
2: Hello Joe! Hello Ivarwin! Hello everyone in the chat room. What is going on? Hello Lou Why Hello. are you talking so much? You're quiet. Getting it all out now. He's <laughs> gotta oh, do, okay. it now. Let's Let's do it now
1: show. And we are joined by the quotable David Dean Force Adams. Spandex. End quote.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! Glad to be back this week. And how are y'all doing? Everybody doing good?
1: You know, honestly, Dave, I think you're the most quoted person on the show.
3: I hope not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just the random crap that spews out of that mouth.
3: <laughs>
1: Gross. And I completely forgot Shank's intro. The Q word, Shank <laughs> the tank. <laughs>
4: Uh, Fell. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, internet. Uh, <laughs>
0: a member was... of a family quintuplet.
4: Shank <laughs> the Quirky. Uh, uh... That was probably the best intro I've ever got, Joe. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Just unadulterated honesty. I completely
3: forgot. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, we got a show for you guys. A whole lot from ZeniMax today, so we're going to be cutting out a few of our regular stuff, like playthroughs, all that kind of boring stuff you guys don't care about. I'm just kidding, but we are cutting it out. We've got a lot to talk about, ESO, a lot of news this week. We had a nice hiatus after E3, and bingo, here we go. we got more goodies for you guys. But first, we have some sponsors.
0: Yeah, and Joe, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, the biggest, The biggest sponsor that we have for the show from now till Pax Prime is you guys. That's right. The uh, uh, yeah. the QGN Pax initiative, every single penny that you donate to the show is going to be brought together so we can all send everyone to Pax Prime. That's what we're looking to do. So thank you very much for those who have donated. And for those of you uh, who, who have not, Uh, We would appreciate anything at all, any kind of donation, large or small, to the QGN PAX Prime initiative. Also, we want to thank GuildLaunch.com. Go ahead and set up your free guild site at GuildLaunch.com today and get great great features such as DKP tools, those mobile optimized sites, and multi-gaming support. Now, if you want more out of a site, they have three different ways that you can subscribe as well. Starting at just $7 a month, and going all the way up to $20 a month. So it's not too expensive. And you can get features like your own domain, Google Analytics. You can choose between 10, 25, or 60 gigs of storage. You get advertising as well, attendance reports, and full CSS customization for you coders out there. Also, we would like to thank tweakedaudio.com for sponsoring the show today. For quality earbuds... Free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service, and a lifetime warranty. Well, you got to use our code off the record, all one word. You'll get all that plus 30% off of your order. And that's at guilt. excuse me, tweaked audio, tweakedaudio.com. And we just want to say that this show in particular was made awesome by fans such as yourself who remained anonymous this week, but you know who you are out there, and we do appreciate it. The wonderful donation, thank you very much.
1: You are so kind. If you guys hear fans in the background, I was going to try to do this without using a fan, but when it's ninety-five degrees in my living room with about ninety-eight percent humidity, yeah, I'm not dying for the show. Sorry, it's a little bit of a fan in the background. <clears throat> <laughs> it's uh,
3: ridiculously hot, dude.
0: <laughs> it's
1: killer. I've had a—I've can- been nauseous all—all all, like all night last night and all day today. I think it's just the
0: heat. It's like Daggerfall out there. I mean, it's
2: <laughs> it's hot. Approaching Akaviri Desert type. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I'm so glad there was an Elder Scrolls reference and all that.
2: <laughs> this is Elder <laughs> OTR. Come on, man. Although <laughs> the humidity, we right could now. go to Black Marsh.
3: <laughs> That's true. It's
0: so true. true. And I'll tell you, this, Dave's got some Black Marsh butt going on,
3: right? There. <laughs> hey, that's too much info. That's TMI, say, guys. This is, this is absolutely the revenge of the South right here. Yes, Dave. feel our warmth, North. All
1: right, guys. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this oh. awesome show, we've got uh,
0: something quick to mention. Uh, I guess that's my job. So catch Skyrim. <laughs> Blender, that was your cue. And all of its DLC, which includes... Dawn Guard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn on the Steam Summer Sale. Now, at 25% off, that's uh, $44.99, you get the entire bundle on Steam, plus, not one, not two, not three, but yes, eight Steam Trading Cards! So that's uh on Steam Summer Sale.
1: You know, I never got the whole Steam Trading Card thing. I've earned a few of them, like, yeah, this is digital art. What do I care? But, yeah, yeah cool. I mean, you
0: know, if you don't have... Any of that stuff, it's it's cool, but I'm not rebuying all that for <laughs> trading cards. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm gonna mix things up a little bit. We're gonna go into the ask us anything question first, or, the, or ask us or this this week's question. The developer question of the week. That's what I was getting at. That's the. That's week.
0: what we're doing. Developer question.
1: We're gonna get into that first. Get our juices flowing. Get the show in the right track. So, oh, uh, he
0: looks like such a nice young man too. Look at him. I want to pinch his cheeks. I
1: think he's the first one that's doesn't have bags so in his eyes. I know yeah. he
0: probably
3: got sleep.
0: <laughs> These guys look healthy. Oh, he's an intern. That's why. Why is intern? he looking so healthy?
1: <laughs> I know. Really, he should have like massive bags under his eyes and like half dead. All right, <laughs>
0: they're not working him hard. Enough. <laughs> Tell me about it. Here we go.
4: Hi, I'm Joe Lopata. I'm a figure-out intern at ZenMax Online Studios. Your question of the week is, which Elder Scrolls game was your first, and what drew you into the series? Or, if you've never played one, what attracts you about ESO? It's
1: a two-parter. I think I should answer both ways. But, uh, yeah. Alright, guys, we're going to answer this two ways. We're going to answer this as a... ESO or Elder Scrolls veteran, and mm-hmm. as if you were not an Elder Scrolls vet- veteran, how what would attract you to Elder Scrolls online? So I'm gonna actually tag Shank first. <laughs> I knew
4: it—the <laughs> <laughs> one who's gonna have the hardest time. <laughs> it's my um, job. Maybe interesting. Well, okay. What drew me to Elder Scrolls? So Oblivion was my first game. Um, what drew me to the series was the complete an utter freedom that it offered. That you could freedom in every sense. So you could walk, you could <clears> do quests. You don't have to do quests. Whatever you wanted to do, you could do. So what is drawing me uh to ESO? Um man, it's it's I guess it's a compilation of like the first person, full fledged first person. And uh the fact that it is coming to consoles so I can play with my uh time honored gamepad, that's that's pretty huge for me.
1: For consoles, it's actually called a controller. That's the official term. Gamepad's a PC term. Oh, whatever. I use both words. <laughs> I know what I mean.
4: Ew, much.
0: Jeez, Joe. <laughs>
1: I know. It's like one of my small like gaming pet peeves when people call a controller a uh, gamepad. I don't know why. It's like it's like nails on chalkboard.
3: <laughs> it's called a joystick. Get with the 80s. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: joystick and one single red button on the left corner is all you need
1: all right lou what about you
2: honestly with joomy elder scrolls it was a fluke uh when i was back in college my friends and i were visiting the local gaming store so all right you know what what's this oh, let's check it out <laughs> arena all right looks like a fantasy game let's check it out and there it just went downhill <laughs> <laughs> because we started finding out wow if I rob this house the guards actually they're going to kill me this sucks <laughs> and uh, yeah then doing all the exploring I mean just doing all this just everything that Shank mentioned the fact that you had all that freedom character creation because uh, we were also big the D&D back then so doing something like that was actually pretty cool so and we're looking forward to ESOTR alright well other socials, you are. Elder Scrolls Online. <sniffs> hmm, everything. <'Cause laughs> I think you can do it all.
1: <laughs> all right,
3: uh, Mr. David Adams.
2: Oh God. Okay,
3: as the Elder Scrolls veteran in me says, that I enjoy lore. I like the setting. I really like the view that they're giving you that you didn't have before. You get that idea of here's where the struggle really hit its boiling point. And and you're put right in the middle of it. I really like the setting and what we'd be able to do in ESO. But honestly, what's really going to make me play this game is the other viewpoint. My ESO noob, what's going to make me play this game? It's Skyrim with multiplayer. (laughs) Oh my god!
0: (laughs) What about you, Violin? Uh, Well, I'll I'll say that my first Elder Scrolls game was actually Morrowind. Um, But I never enjoyed it or could appreciate it for what it was uh so my first my first love was was skyrim for sure and then the others just sort of once i fell in love with skyrim all the others just made sense to me um what i enjoy the most or what i'm looking forward to the most from elder scrolls online is is definitely going to be the ability to create a character that that's going to be different from, from a lot of other people, you know, uh, just having a lot of customization options and the ability to do what I normally do in all of these games, which is explore. That's what's drawn me to So,
1: For me, my first game was Skyrim. Uh, Yvarwin drug me in kicking and screaming. And then I eventually said, thank you. Um, <laughs> What drew me about... What I love about the Elder Scrolls series is the combat. It's an RPG with active combat. That's a rarity. And they are the first game that I ever saw that did it right. And, well, the combat is what's drawing me to ESO. That kind of active action combat in an MMORPG is also something that... The way they do it anyway is unheard of. Yeah, you can say there's other MMOs out there that do action combat, but not like ESO. Not like I've played. Uh, so that's it, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to the Ask Us Anything Dungeons Part Two. We're gonna do the usual format. So here we go. Are the dungeons in ESO with multiple entrances and exits, which allow you to enter the same dungeon in different ways? In the previous games, the dungeons were fairly linear, and it was difficult to get. It was difficult to get lost.
0: ESO dungeons do offer some branching paths, and they often have convenient exits at the end of the dungeon philosophically though we want to challenge we want the challenge from dungeons to focus on the combat encounters rather than from trying
4: to navigate through them comments gentlemen that worries me i'm not gonna lie um well I'm, i'm happy and worried at the same time happy that they do offer branching paths because except for i think blackreach I didn't really get lost in the other uh, the the dungeons in the games. Blackreach was just like, I mean, that was mind-blowing. They didn't say it, that was for every dungeon. That, that's true, that's true, but uh, I guess that's the one that sticks out for me personally, is Blackreach. Um, it, where I get worried is, we want the challenge from dungeons to focus on the combat rather than from trying to navigate through them. For me, the thrill of the dungeons in the games was always trying to sneak by without getting noticed and trying to figure out my way to the other side and get the loot so that I, I'm a little bit worried this when is, they say that this they're is trying kind to focus of on shit. the combat rather than the navigation aspect
1: this is the funny thing this is how different your and I's opinion is about ESO games to a T to me I, I mean, love that Scrolls statement Scrolls game, yeah sorry that with that statement made me giggle because I'm all about combat I love that aspect of the game and yes, yeah. uh, I believe Mistress Lebeau in the chat rooms point out that sneaking is a part of combat.
4: In that being because you are not, you are trying to avoid it. Yeah, I guess I could see that, <laughs> but I don't know. That's my play style. I, I like sneaking by things and uh, trying to get by unnoticed. Um, so that that, that I am a little bit worried and nervous uh, from their answer there. Anyone else have
3: any rebuttals comments?
2: Well, um, oh, go ahead, Dave.
3: Oh, okay. Um, well, I took it a different way than both of y'all. I took it from the idea of the the encounters being the gates that move you through a dungeon instead of you can literally get lost in a dungeon, which is a good thing because knowing where you are, being able to traverse a dungeon is gonna keep people playing this game. It makes me being race just quick. completely <laughs> lost is gonna mess up people. That may uh, yeah, you got a good point. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who would not play this game if they could literally take a wrong turn and become lost in a dungeon. Exactly. Uh,
2: Lou Well, I mean I, I see both points of view, what Jenk is saying what Joe is saying as well, <clears throat> what I'm looking for, <coughs> excuse me, for that, what, what I was hoping for again, what we talked about last week, parody, the play styles and such. Okay, if anyone here has ever played games, RPGs like System Shock or Deus Ex, okay, the very first Deus Ex, not the new one that's out now, okay, all those games offered you three different paths. Did you want to be, you know, in your face, to the wall, guns blazing, knife out, mm-hmm. what have you? Yes, you could do that. Did you want to be a sneaky little bastard and Find ways around the encounter, but still changing your objectives. Yes, you could do that too. Or, middle of the road, you could do both. You could set up an attack, all right, go buck wild for like two minutes, and then find a way to, again, blend the background and disappear and go back to sneaking. And, you know, hopefully yeah, they'll design some encounters like that. I mean, you know, they've got a lot of stuff going now from what we've seen at PAX East. But maybe on down the road they'll start thinking you know what maybe we can offer that third alternative you know that nice little blend between combat and sneaking around
1: who's to say it's not in there already
2: that is yeah that is true
1: but yeah I'm all for multiple choices in combat all for it Uh, Ivarwin any comments before we move on no you
0: guys uh, summed it up very very well both sides of the argument
1: Alright, in the previous Ellis Rolls games, we always had the ability to wander into a cave, old fort, or sunken boat to explore, plunder, and pillage. With ESO being an MMO, will we still have the ability to do this in a solo encounter type situation where we don't run into any other players? Or will we be seeing other players and and having to wait for enemies slash loot to spawn? Or will
0: these all only be group
1: encounters? They already answered that one, didn't
0: they? Uh, well, and if they haven't, they're going to answer it right now in this. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good the Elder Scrolls it. Online is set up to be a fluid experience. As you wander the landscape, you'll encounter caves, forts, tombs, dungeons, and etc. Certain rare locales will be just for solo players, and some dungeons are meant for groups made only for only of people you choose to go with. Most locales, however, will be accessible by everyone. Some might be too dangerous for you because of your current level. But you can always come back when you are more powerful if you want to complete them solo. We recommend grabbing a friend or grouping up with a stranger if it seems too tough. Though, because that's all part of the fun.
1: Yep. Public and non-public dungeons.
0: Yeah. Best in the world. I would say, uh, as far as an Elder Scrolls experience is concerned, I would say this this is... this is really where it needs to be. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if they, they are going to have that, that solo content in there. Um, in fact, I, I don't know if the, I don't know if this is confirmed, um, because I, I, heard this on another, another fan site and I'm wondering if I just, it just escaped me, but are they actually going to have, um, the ability to, to play the game solo in a, uh, like, com- like charge yourself into a solo experience?
1: Now, from what they told us about the uh, whole <clears throat> mega server thing, is that when you do the questionnaire, say you want to play solo, it'll put you in with people who also put they want to play solo. So there'll be other people around you, but they don't—they won't want to bother you.
0: Okay. No, well, maybe that's. So yeah. they're going to be
4: like NPCs.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> wondering well, wandering NPCs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't have a I don't have an issue with with how they're with how this is doing it. I mean, to me, it sounds like it's the a good blend of MMO. Gameplay and, and solo Elder Scrolls gameplay. You know, if you want to do the dungeon on your own, you certainly can. Um, with with you know some of them, and but beware. Uh, but you know, also be aware that you're you're also going to be encountering. You know, dungeons are are difficult. It's difficult content, so be aware of that. And you should bring somebody in there if you want to get through it. Baconborn
1: had a good question. Um, he asked, "How will we know the difference between a solo dungeon versus a dungeon that requires a group?" <laughs> traditionally dungeons that require a group are zoned in so when you you have to actually zone into them as a group you can go in solo but you'll die quickly and usually they have a quest within the dungeon when it's a group-based quest normally from what i understand the non-group the open world are not quest related just explorable areas so you can just walk
0: right into them they'll they'll make it obvious you know yeah. uh They'll they'll probably do something where before you zone in they'll say you need to be grouped up before you can zone into this place or it'll be a dungeon that uh, you can only you know, that you'll you'll find like on a on a list in the in the LFG interface.
4: Yeah, and, and, like and also um, I think it was in a different interview, but he's, uh, uh, Paul Sage mentioned that uh, they're going to have different icons representing uh, solo dungeons versus uh, like group dungeons. So visually you'll be able to tell too, so it should be easy that way as well. Yeah, they'll which make is, it pretty Which obvious. is definitely a good thing. Make, you know, make it as obvious for the player as possible.
1: Will there be a lockout timer for dungeons, or can we run the
0: same dungeon with different friends over and over if we want to? Oh, I love this answer. We don't currently have any plans to use lockout timers. You can run through a dungeon as often
4: as you like.
3: Oh, thank God! I can finally get my staff.
4: So you know my noob question now. <laughs> so Shank, here's how this works. <laughs> yeah,
0: in MMOs, okay, you have you have uh, normal dungeons meant for you know it's always been a like a five player experience, but now they've been going down to a four player experience. Uh, but you group up with four to five players, and mm-hmm. then you go into a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Once you hit end level, which is usually about fifty, uh, that that Dungeon becomes uh, a tiered dungeon, and they usually have tier one and tier two type dungeons. All that means it's it's basically the same thing that you played at like level twenty or thirty or so, Mm -hmm. but now it's harder. It could be uh, longer. You know, the enemies have more health. They they do different things. They hit harder. Uh, The bosses, their mechanics uh, work differently. Mm -hmm. All right, so. The rewards are are uh, very very good. So what they do is they, in order to keep the rewards viable for a certain period of time that they have planned out, they will issue lockout timers, and this is ex- especially uh, noticeable in, in a raid instance. So if you go into a raid and there's like you know it's a it's a 10 man raid or a 25 man raid, you can only do it once a week. You go in there with your with your big raid group. You try and do what you can do in that week, and they they basically lock that to give you the chance to do this in one week. After the week, the whole thing resets.
1: That was a long-winded answer, but round the money. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> it's quite all right, man. You answered it. That's the point. Will monsters in dungeons have the capacity to weapon swap and switch roles in the middle
0: of combat like players? A select few monsters do have the capacity to do this. The battle mage monster type is one example of this. That's pretty sexy.
4: <laughs> okay, that's really sexy. I like intelligent enemies. That's all I got to say.
3: It is nice to actually see that there's going to be enemies that conform to a situation that you put them in. It's almost as if you're part of the game.
1: <laughs> uh, right. That's a novel idea, right? Yeah. Alright, next question. I am new to MMOs and am a little nervous about this aspect of the game. However, I am loyal to the Elder Scrolls, and I still hope to be able to play ESO. My question for the dungeons is, must I be part of a party to play in each dungeon? Will party dungeons be well marked for someone like me?
0: We'll let you know if a dungeon needs more than just you to complete it through. Iconography in the world. Excuse me, let me... Let me restate that. <laughs> we'll let you know if a dungeon needs more than just you to complete it through iconography in the world. So basically, they're going to use icons to show you which dungeons are, are necessary for uh, groups. Uh, they go on to say that dungeons that require a group to have a unique icon... All right, while, want, while we want dungeons to make you a bit nervous... They're supposed to be fun affairs. If you've never gone through a dungeon with friends, it's definitely one of those things you don't want to miss.
1: I'm rubbing off on you all after all this time, you Evarwin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My awesome reading skills. I refuse to look at the chat room because I'm sure Liz is running with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any comments, gentlemen?
2: Oh. I think it's
4: pretty straightforward to me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it'll help the transition for a lot of new players, You know, like Shank, who've never played MMO before, to actually be able to tell a difference before they you know get slapped around necessarily <laughs> yeah. so yeah you know, just because the game didn't tell them, hey you know what that really fair us yeah yeah you're going to tenth level hell right away here you go
4: I like so that that wasn't that was not ideal
1: <laughs> I want to be there with for Shank's first group dungeon experience. Yeah, I wanna be there. <laughs> we need someone to hold him back from piecing out.
2: That's gonna be an impossible task. Yeah, Shank.
0: If I he, think,
4: I think Shank will do very well. <laughs> you, you have, uh, uh, okay. That's <laughs> that just that just ungrounded faith right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't call it ungrounded faith. I'm sure. I'm sure you and I could pick out a, a shining moment in recent history where something like this may have occurred. <laughs>
2: <laughs> day, night, day, night. Two weeks later. Still looking.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: if you die in a dungeon and your party members cannot revive you, will you be able to rejoin the party after
0: respawning? Each dungeon has way shrines inside where you can always resurrect. You'll never be forced to leave your party because you have died. Boom, boom, boom. Ooh, Good
1: job. You know how, uh, how rare that is to actually have a spawn point inside a dungeon? You,
0: you know, know how mo- nice that is, Jeff.
1: <laughs> it's just brilliant. None of that having to walk fifty million miles as a ghost to get back to a dungeon.
0: Yeah. Dave, what do you think about this? You think you think this is uh good, bad, and different?
3: Um, honestly, the less time you waste getting back into the fight, the better. Touche, sir. Alright.
2: That's my opinion on
1: that. <laughs> well said. Uh, next talking point, i like to know if the enemy NPCs will be in different locations each time a group of players enters a dungeon, or if they will have a static location. Or maybe, for example, a couple archers, a swordsman, and a healer in the first encounter, the first run-through, but then, the next time in that dungeon, the first encounter with a couple of healers and a couple of swordsmen.
0: Each group dungeon offers a quest, which can sometimes change the location, behavior, or types of monsters you'll encounter in the dungeon. That was... A
1: vague response, but okay, cool.
4: <laughs> well, it sounds to me like it's gonna be a dynamic experience every time, like uh, anytime you go in there, if you get like the quest for that dungeon. Unless I'm reading it incorrectly.
1: You know, they could have actually just said answer this by saying yes. And <laughs> <laughs> moved on.
0: <laughs> Will we find cookies in dungeons? As you are probably aware, in this time period, there are no cookies. No one's certain why there are no cookies. Some believe it was due to the Nahatan flu outbreak being directly linked to circular baked goods, which explains the <laughs> oblong bread shapes prevalent at this time. Still, others believe that Sheogroth made it so sugar became salt when used for baking cookies. It is rumored he did this over what he believed was an inappropriate bout of familiarity when his servant used certain term of endearment there is probably little truth to either of these theories it is far more likely that a very bad batch of bosmer meat cookies meant as a sincere gift soured the old emperor's stomach and he had ordered an edict to kill bakers who even had cookies on their menu so no
2: cookie for you
1: that's a brilliant answer for such a simple question yeah, I
4: I love, I love how this is one of the longest answers in this Ask Us Anything, and it's completely for
1: the
0: fun of it. <laughs> Someone
4: got bored. <laughs> yeah.
0: Lou, how do you feel about cookies not
2: being <laughs> first of all? As an avid cookie lover, I'm disheartened by this. Oh my god! I, I think this is rolled. a mistake.
3: I'm gonna flip my freaking table at this point. This is a mistake. We need to have cookies. No, we don't. Sheagrath's punishment is no cookies for all. No, Dave's Welcome wrong. to the freaking um sweet roll state, son.
0: You're wrong about that, Dave.
3: You are wrong, sir. You are wrong.
0: Guys,
1: sweet guys, roll. guys. I have a solution for you. The sweet Hold roll is the Nord's answer to the cookie.
0: <laughs> I stand for truth, justice, and baked delights. for <laughs> Tamriel. Join me, my friends. Hula! <laughs> <Hoo-ah. laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wow, this is getting crazy. Okay, guys, in the recent Dungeon article, you revealed that enemies function by a pack mentality. If one is attacked, the rest will react. What does this mean for stealthy characters trying to, de- to decrease the amount of mobs before the rest of the party engages in battle?
0: Starting off a pack encounter with a stealth attack is a great strategy. Though, once your group has engaged in combat, you'll need special abilities, like the Nightblade Cloak. To gain invisibility again.
1: Yeah, because once what? you hit somebody, they're going to know some, something's up and they're going to go after you.
4: I'm not going to hit anybody. I'm going to run away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, man. Oh, I can just... just see that ruining runs that we do through dungeons. <laughs> Shane, go in there and tag him. Okay, but I'm running well, away well, afterwards. He I'm, tags I'm, him, runs away, and they all follow him out of the dungeon.
4: I'm going to be the inverse Leroy Jenkins. Instead of running in, I'm just going to run out
0: <laughs> Jenkins Leroy. Where'd Shank go? I don't know. He's zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy. Peace out. <laughs> hmm.
2: This question though. This is Kevin Kahn. Okay.
1: All right, guys, we have a, uh, that was it for the Q and a question for that. We have a little bit of Q and a session from Paul Sage. that occurred a couple days ago that people were going crazy about, oh, yeah. uh, some of the stuff we're gonna just kinda be reiterating, re regoing over. Most of it is new goodies for you guys. So uh here we go. We're gonna do do it basically point by point. Uh Ivar, do you wanna do this or you want me to have the
0: owners? Yeah, I'll uh I'll go through it. I see how it is. Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Come
0: on. laughs> I figure I'd give uh, give you a little break there. Let's do it. Alright. Uh, so this is what we learned from uh, Paul Sage's live Q&A session with MMORPG.com, which uh, occurred earlier in the week. Uh, namely, uh, I think it was on uh, Wednesday, right?
4: Yes, it was uh, Wednesday night, yep.
0: He answered 33 questions, I think in like an hour and a half or two hours or so. Yep. Um,
2: <laughs> it was so much. Mm-hmm.
0: If if you don't have a chance to go over to MMORPG.com and, and look through the, the long list, which is, it's kind of tough to navigate to. All right, we posted it on our site, com plug. And uh, it's <laughs> far more uh, accessible, uh, thanks to Shank. So good job with uh, with the posting, Shank.
4: You are welcome.
0: Uh, but out of 33 questions, here's what we highlighted that we thought was either interesting and important enough to put on the show or something that we learned completely. But again, you can get the whole thing on our site and also uh, mmorpg.com as well. Uh, so point number one, solo endgame level fifty plus means well first of all they, they define the solo endgame to be level fifty plus and that means that you can travel to enemy any enemy alliance and freely roam, picking up quests and exploring. Now if you're done with that, you can access the next enemy territory and do the same thing. So so they, they see this this whole going into another enemy territory thing is as, as a primarily a, a social, uh, a, a solo feature in the game. I can see that. Yeah,
3: that's nifty. For I
0: someone? think that's keeping the, I think that's keeping the elder scrolls in, in this MMO. I think that's, that's definitely what they're doing with that. And
4: I, yeah. I was just going to say for somebody like me, uh, this is good because you can, I mean, you can freely roam. What does that mean? You can, you, that means you can explore that entire Alliance. The entire alliance. Okay, that's that's that that cannot be like overstated enough. So everything
1: leveled up to level fifty.
4: Yeah, so that makes somebody like me who does nothing but explore. um, I'm. uh, I got a smile on my face. Also, I
0: mean, this is this is going to be. It's actually going to be better than leveling up. It's going to be better than your experience while leveling up because when you're leveling. You know, you're going one to fifty in your in your home territory, you're you're bound to certain areas because of your level and other areas being under level or too high level for you. Once you hit fifty, that's it, man. You go into the enemy's territory and you have free reign to explore anything you want at any given time and do quests. So if you don't want to do the quests in, in the area you first walk into. Just walk for like an hour and a half or so someplace else and do the quests over there. If you want to even do quests.
1: I'm going to send you in with me, Ivarwin, so you can sniff out the shards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> I love this. I squeal every time I find one. Uh, last, the last beta, we got,
1: the last time we got to do the uh, event packs East, we got to play the game. Ivarwin next to me.
0: Dude, I just found another shard. I
1: what?
0: found all three shards in, in that area. I didn't find a single one. Well, and I kept tapping that, you on the shoulder. Well, and you showed me the where they
1: were at, thank goodness. But still. Yeah. Adventure zones can be turned... That's uh, your
0: job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's... All right, Joe. Uh, <laughs> adventure zones can be tuned to four players or more. Uh, and what what are adventure zones? They're large areas in the game and also includes dungeons. So, so adventure zones. You run into them, okay? You need four players or even more. And I think this is this is going to be where the in quotes raid content is going to be for Elder Scrolls Online. So, we're okay. starting to get some info here on on adventure zones. It's a it's a little nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a multiplayer experience.
1: And they've been pretty very pretty vague about the whole Adventure zone thing.
4: So any little bit
1: I, of info we get is good.
4: Yeah, I think it's because they're they're still trying to zero in and focus on that. So that's I mean, <laughs> probably a good cause thing. You, probably cuz they don't have the information to give, right? Exactly, yeah. Right. <laughs> they're
0: still being tight-lipped too on anything over four players. I, I I from here as well, we also learned that that's still being determined. mm mm-hmm. Mhm if uh, groups, you know, groups over four players, what, what that number is going to be, they, they don't know. They're still trying to figure that out. Uh, next point, Cyrodiil is so large, it allows for different sizes of group activity and even solo play. Hotspots of PvP activity are pinpointed and will dynamically appear on the map. And that's, that's the nugget here that I want everyone to take away from this. Hotspots of PvP activity are going to be dynamically placed on your map. So when it happens... It pops up on your map, and you can go there.
1: That's plant side too, right there, man. That
4: pleases me. That's that's a good thing for
1: Shank too. He'll know what what spots to avoid.
4: The, the, I was just gonna say that because, like, I know what spots to avoid now, and I also know, like, what he just said right there. we huge landmass where you can just adventure solo doing quests. Okay. Yes, that's. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I'm just going to explore and then uh, avoid the conflicts. And me, seeing
1: the hotspot, will be running towards as fast as mm-hmm. I can and screaming with a sword out.
4: So, so Joe, me and you will
1: actually be running by each other then? Yeah, at some point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There'll be two different directions, though, on that one. <laughs> My
1: dragon knight, sword out, screaming, Shanks just, you know, kind of skipping along. We'll just stop briefly. Ah, <gasps> what's up? <gasps>
0: What's up, bro? Not much. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, killing stuff. What are you doing? I get flowers. Huh? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> True.
2: <laughs> well, as long as I see it on the map, because I don't want to hear anyone crying. Oh my god! All I do is quest. I got ganked. You know you're in PvP zone, right?
3: <laughs> they do that in every PvP zone in every game. There's no way of getting around that.
2: Yeah, but this time it's in their face saying, "Yeah, don't complain." I. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't complain. <laughs> All right. Zone.
0: Our next point. Uh yeah. This one. This one. I think we should definitely spend a, a few minutes mm-hmm. with. Currently, there's no mentoring system that exists in the game. I'm I'm putting my hand up.
4: Okay. Okay. I'm, with that.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you are, Shank. What's a mentoring system? You are at end level. Your friend, whom you've been trying to convince that Elder Scrolls Online is probably the greatest thing ever. Finally says, alright bro, I'll play the game. Alright, so plays a game, saying, yes. comes back, says, alright man, I love the game. But, unfortunately, he's very low level. And you're very high level. So how can you play with your friend? You can't. You know, I, with I a mentoring system, you can level yourself down to your friend's level and go questing around with, with them and show them the game. That's a mentoring but, system. Alright, so that's it, the last
1: time I let Ivarwan answer a question. Um. What do I do? <laughs> Short answer: You match their
0: level. Moving on. <laughs> I, I would just like to say that I I think, I think there should be a mentoring system in this game, and I would like to ask if Zos could could please reconsider their stance on this and and have it when the game launches, if at all possible, because there are going to be those who who play this game. And rocket through those levels. When when someone hits level 50, yes, they're gonna have you know tons of content to still do, but they're always gonna have that friend that lags behind in their guild. And they're gonna want to not necessarily re roll a brand new character and start the game all over again just to play with them. I think a mentoring system would work absolutely beautifully in this game.
1: Alright, any other comments?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's simple in a system. Other games have done it. And it's, I hope they implement it, because it does, it, for me, it enhances the fun.
1: Yeah. I'm indifferent about it, Dave.
2: Uh, you know,
3: I'd rather have options. Options, options, options. It's It's a good thing to have just in case someone wants to use it.
0: All right. So uh, guild stores. This was this was definitely something that was brought up as well. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of information that that uh, Paul Sage gave about guild stores. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to I'm just going to read this quote. And I quote: "This is a really big thing for us, and part of the reason we allow people to join multiple guilds. We think this is pretty exciting, and we'll have more details on the full system later."
3: Thanks for nothing, Paul. <laughs> Wait, so is he saying guild stores like you can buy crap or guild stores like storage? It was... I'm assuming by crap. He answered
0: this in a question that was related to uh, uh,
3: auction housing.
1: I can see it probably being something like uh, inner guild type auction house between all your guilds.
3: I guess that'd be nifty.
1: It'll work. Something like that would work for a really big guild like ours, but...
3: Well, that would make you want guilds? to. Mm. Wouldn't that make a, a five-man guild want to befriend a larger guild so oh, that totally. the small yeah. guild could sell their wares to the big guild?
0: Yeah. I, who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, you know they've they've uh, they're really you know Zos is really creative, and they've definitely come up with things that that we thought would not work, and you know we've tried them at uh, Pax East, and it worked. You know, this guild store thing's got us all scratching our heads. You know, uh, I, 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 I hear guild store and I think, you know, there's literally uh, crafters in your guild that just put stuff for sale inside your guild store. And, uh, you know, guild members go in there and take a look and say, oh, okay, I'll I'll, I'll buy this. And, uh, you know, puts the money into the guild. Uh, like a the guild takes a, a small sales tax out of it and the crafter gets some money.
3: So instead of people saying, hey, bro, can I have that out of the guild storage, mm-hmm. you could literally put a price on it and then get it themselves by just paying the price. Even if it's, you know, one copper all the way up to however many gold that it would take to pay for whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see people liking that and disliking it as well. But I, that's my thing. That's what I hear when I hear guild storage, that comes to my mind. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they came up with a better system to me that my system that i came up with is kind of flawed i I don't know
2: well i'm wondering are they just going to not go with the idea of a public trading house or auction house at all and just leave it up to the guilds like you know forego market hubs in each alliance's territory
1: all right i want to mention to everybody this is all speculatory because we have no idea what this is yeah we have no idea it's (laughs) all
0: speculation all right our next point please uh, arena type PvP out of Cyrodiil is not in the game. So if you want, thank God. Yes. <laughs> if you yeah. want a PvP, it's only in Cyrodiil. There's no. There's no arenas. Not going to happen. Not in the game. Sorry, dear friend. And next, uh, costumes, disguises, and other options exist in the game to help you customize your look and the appearance of your gear. This is this is stuff we've heard before, but we want to just. Mention it again. Um Healing. Healing will be versatile. We've learned that as well. How is it gonna be versatile? Well you'll get, you know, healing area of effect spells, cone effects, but there's gonna be other things as well. Healing staff. Uh, healing staff. Uh smart heals is something that, that he brought up as well. So
1: something else again that was the name and nothing else.
4: Thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, See, I think it's. I'm sorry, Arwen. I think it's good because, yeah. like, they 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 give us they they give us little pieces of information at a time. So they're just keeping like that carrot dangling out in front of us every single time they release something else. You know, Jerks. it's good. I'm definitely. I'm definitely. I mean, it's annoying, but it's like guys. I just, just want to know everything, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. Joe and Dave are a little salty today. <laughs> we be salty dogs. Jeez. <laughs>
3: Thanks, Paul. Jerks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on today, <tonight>. jeez.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Currently, the max number of characters you can create per account is still being debated at Zenimax. So, do I have to For those say of it you again. out there? I'm sorry, Joe. Do I have to say it again? Really?
4: Uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. In MMOs, is there normally a max number of characters you can make? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. But why?
1: Uh, usually it has to do with server spacing, memory, things like that nature.
4: Oh, because it's not on your machine. No. Ah. Yeah. All your character data is stored server side.
0: Yeah. Oh. So well, there. Uh, if you've if you've okay. heard a hard number from anybody out there, you know, uh, don't believe it because it's it's not true. They're still debating it now. So yeah. so who knows? Who knows how how much it's going to be?
1: I think that's something we're going to find out when the game is closer to launch when they finally uh, announce the payment model.
0: Yeah. Every character can make, you know,
3: five. Please make a hybrid model.
0: All right. Next. Uh, Same faction dueling is not in the game. Hands raised. I'm cool with that. (laughs) All right, Shank.
1: What is dueling? Or same faction dueling?
4: <laughs> is, is, is it literally just like me and you're in the same faction and we can fight each other? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Like oh, a is. little control duel. So it's like in Borderlands, sort of. <clears throat> yeah. It,
3: it's the only reason it would be ever included in an MMO is to allow someone to measure their e in comparison to another person.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Some people used to call it PvP practice. I call it PvP BS.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. plus you have these these, these little morons running around challenging everyone to a duel and calling you names and crap. It's like, really, you want a PvP? Go to a PvP zone, not in the home city, you little wuss.
0: Uh, Dueling's only fun when you're waiting for your tank to get back into the raid because he died. (laughs) That's my experience. Uh, This next quote all right, speaks about a question asked, all right, where someone said, what class will be best as a tank? And I, that's basically what the question was. Um, Paul Sage, this is his answer, and I'm quoting him directly. All right, you'll have, you'll have access to many of the same abilities and skills as everyone else. How you slot them in your shortcut bar will make the difference, as will your skill, gear, etc. You just have to find what works for you in PvP, but no class should be better than another in, in PvP at all. So what what's gonna be what's gonna be best as far as, as far as your, your class and what you want to do, it really depends on how you build your character versus those skills and skill lines and, and what they're wearing
4: and all that. And I, I regarding this because I'm seeing the word that's coming to my mind right now is versatility. Um now I am familiar with skill systems in Elder Scrolls games. You guys that have um played this at Pax and have clearly played other MMOs, how is the depth of this game's skill system compared and like the customization compared to other MMOs? Uh,
0: um, other MMOs they they offer basic templates. Okay. I mean, if you if if uh if you want a character that can tank go with this class uh, and it also has you know it can have a a, a dps type of build as well mm-hmm. you know some games go crazy and they let you have you know uh, all three for for your specific class. Paladins are usually good for that. Um, Rift is different. it offers you know a huge variety of of, of, of roles. Four-year class, and they're they're even opening up even more um, later on down the road with their their 3.0 coming out. I think sometime next year. But that's the
1: thing I've it, seen is I really can't compare it to any other MMO because I haven't seen any other MMO do it quite like ESO
4: does it. Yeah. In, in terms of customization, or yes, in terms of customization,
1: okay. there are other MMOs mm. that have a, a large variety of different types of customization, but nothing as in depth in depth as I've seen it with ESO. Lou, you had something? Mm,
2: yeah, EverQuest One and Two, with their when they introduced first introduced MMO world, the alternate advancement system.
3: Still not. Oh in yeah. But Where that's,
2: I, I that's could still
3: take, not their base class,
2: right? No, it is the base class. Ranger gets a alternate advancement for the rangers, for the archetype scout class to. Well, yeah, EverQuest abilities.
1: Two did the same thing when it first launched. Mm -hmm. And it's just going down, okay, I'm choosing, I'm going from one set path to choose between two different set paths. The actual term of, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You just said a second ago too. Um, Diversity or Mm -hmm. customization is not like what it is for Elsewhere's Online because of the skill systems and the multiple different types of skill systems you choose from it's not just you have your different class your your class skill trees you put points into there you go you're usually defined yourself into a, a particular role um, ESO doesn't do that because of all the different types of skill trees you can get many of them are shared right and even then when you get skills depends on what skills you put in your hotbar it depends on which ones you level up which ones you can split into different types of those of those skill system so that the when you look at the math the amount of different types of um, Abilities down the road, you could eventually do that are that could completely differentiate you from the the nearest, you know, from every single
0: Dragonite out there. I want to uh, call this out, said in the chat room here from D I S nine zero four three. Says ESO needs to be half MMO, half Elder Scrolls. This past week, there has been a lot of information going against a lot of MMO principles. This is and true. I- yeah, I think a good example of that is is uh, what we're talking about here with the skill system.
1: I like the diversity in the skill system for an MMO. Yeah. I don't like being cut dry into a roll.
3: Yeah, I would have to agree that, yes, this absolutely goes against most MMO's principles. Because unlike most MMO's, this one allows you to have options, diversity, to branch out past the holy trinity of DPS, tank, and healer. Yeah, and it's necessary. The, i would i absolutely agree this is this, this information flies in the face of what most mmos try to set down as
4: ground rules so somebody like a player like me would like the customization
3: it honestly yeah. it feels like they took the the skill system out of skyrim and kind of tweaked it for an mmo crowd it it's honestly the the customization of your character is closer to what you find in a in a single player Elder Scrolls game than what you're going to find in an MMO game. That's exactly what I was going to say,
1: Dave. You know, we all all the Elder Scrolls players out there. One thing we love about Elder Scrolls is the play. We want to be able to play the way we want to play. Cut and dry. And this is what they're doing for ESO. Done. Said. Let's move on. Yay!
0: Happy. <laughs> Uh, next point: At level 15, you can switch from your primary weapon loadout to a secondary one. Uh, you can use any weapon for either loadout. Each comes with its own hotbar. You can assign different skills and abilities to each of these. So, um, I guess, I guess, as a quick example of, of that explanation, you know, if you're if you're running around with uh, you know a two handed a two handed weapon and you've got skills that are meant for damage. And then all of a sudden, um, you sort of find out that, you know, whoever you're running with needs a lot of healing. You can take out, a, you know, uh, your secondary weapon, which happens to be, a, you know, a healing staff. And you've got all healing skills in your in your second hotbar that pops up with that healing staff. When you draw that healing staff, a second hotbar is going to pop up. And you can just start healing away. On the fly.
1: Love it. Oh, Alright. Yeah.
0: Uh anything else? Let's get on to the next
1: topic, if not.
0: Alright, other than AoE and cohen effect healing, something called smart heals will be in the game too. Oh what what, what
3: other information do we have on that?
0: None. None. Nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thanks, Paul <clears throat> But we can we can always, you know, we can always speculate and maybe uh maybe as you're as you're DPSing something, you know, that same skill will will recognize when someone in the area needs healing and, and uh pop some heals as well. Uh ESO crafting will not include repetitive activity with little degrees of success. So crafting will not feel like a grind according to ZeniMax. Uh classes are not the best deciding factor. For who can effective uh, who can be effective in a criteria role, tank, heals or DPS. Rather, building up your skill trees and choosing which skills to slot into your hotbar and what weapons, armor, and enchants you use will determine what role you fill.
4: So what I'm getting from this is that your playstyle is determined your 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 playstyle determines your character, not your class. The, the role you fill in a group setting in a dungeon
0: or in PvP is determined by the gear you put on, the weapon you use, and most importantly, the skills that you arrange for yourself.
4: Which, which so, makes me happy.
3: What you're saying is my Dragon Knight will always be a tank. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody slap Dave. <laughs>
4: You vote kick
3: no, because you know that there's some guy out there who's like, well, obviously certain ta- No, I'm being facetious and obviously so Every class can be everything is what they're saying Dang it, that, I'm going to have exactly. a
1: secondary skill on my Dragon Knight with full heavy armor I'm going to be a freaking healer So deal with it <laughs> And it's viable, like
4: that, that can happen <laughs> I'm going to make it viable. I'm going to be the best dang heavy armor healer you ever saw, dang it. <laughs> I, I can literally picture Joe walking into a room. Like, the ground is shaking from all his heavy, heavy armor. It's like, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, what's up, Joe? What do you do? You yeah. need a band-aid. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a healer. I got some uh, band-aid and some, uh, you know, rubbing alcohol and stuff. I'm pretty <laughs> BA.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, you
0: got a boo-boo?
4: Let me fix that for you. <laughs>
3: duk, 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 duk. Let me heal that scrape for you.
0: Wow, my finger feels fantastic. That's how that? awesome I am.
2: This is going to be a great role to fill because not only it involves that group dynamic, where they, like Dave said, you're going to have those players who's like, "Well, I'm just a tank." Well, guess what? The healer's dying. What about the healing staff and help us heal this guy?
0: Deaf Knight in the chat room has a great, great. Question: He says, "I love open character development, but what's the point of classes in ESO if they don't matter to your play style?"
1: Because they can matter, because you get each class is a base for your character. With three individual, that's the only individual skill trees you will get in the game is your class skill trees.
0: Yeah, basically the class is a template. If yeah, if you like don't want if you don't want a lot of choice in your build, if you just want to jump in the game and just play, you know, whatever. Choose the class that that looks like it's going to fit your your needs, and then and then go with go with the template that that's laid out in front of you. If you don't want to go with that template, then don't. Man, get crazy with it, and and that's when so it, it, you're getting the best of both worlds. Those who want to have high customization will have it, and those who don't really care about customization don't have to worry about it. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I guess Joe, we're ready to move on, right? Yes, we are, sir. Okay, and I've got the, our final point here is, is a direct quote. Um, I'm going to read it off, and then we'll, I'll explain why I don't have any lead-up to it. So, uh, <laughs> And I quote, This isn't going to be an exact copy of the Elder Scrolls titles. Each Elder Scrolls game has been and will be unique. I can understand your concern. However, we decided to put in a heavy PvP system where there would be a faction war when we wanted those factions to mean something. This is also the first Elder Scrolls game where you'll be able to adventure with other people and fight other people. I don't think we need to justify it. I think we need to be upfront and honest about it. I hope you can join us in Elder Scrolls as an Elder Scrolls fan. I think you'll appreciate the differences as well as the similarities, but thanks for taking the time to ask. So, what was the initial question? The initial question was and I don't have it in front of me unfortunately and I'm sorry for that but it had to do with basically um you know PVP and why why are we locked to to our factions territories in the beginning of the game and and that was the answer which I think is probably the best answer that we've we've got so far I like what you said about it, though Yeah I mean you know the way I have it I have it here is is kind of terrible I'm really sorry that <laughs> <laughs> You know, I didn't write this you know, all, all the, the best way possible, but the the fact of the matter is, is the faction lock territory thing came up during during this whole thing, and um, you know they, they they want they want the factions to mean something. And when you go and in, in, into PvP in Cyrodiil, that's that's part of it. So, I think, and I like the fact that he said that every Elder Scrolls d- game offers something different, as well as you know some baseline stuff too, and and this is no different. You know. This,
4: yeah, and I, I think he said it's not going to be an exact copy of other Elder Scrolls titles. And I mean, I, I know this will anger a lot of people. And way back when, it really made me mad too. But I mean, think about it logically. Of, of course, this makes sense. Why won't this be an exact copy? Because it's an online game. I mean, just by that nature, it can't Holy be an exact crap. copy.
1: Is, is Shank saying that? Yeah, I know. I just, I was dumbfounded there for a second.
4: What well, I'm the the just, I'm just hell? looking at it. I'm just looking at it rationally, man. I mean, it, it just Since by the nature when? of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we did it, guys. We're turning him into an MMO player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as far personally, as far as the faction lock is concerned, it's something I'll, I'll never agree with.
4: I think the entire I, I, world yeah. should be open. I agree with that, Bavarian. I, I completely agree that it yeah. should be open. But I think the fact I, I'm more happy that Paul Sage is being upfront about it. Yeah. Than trying to spin it into some other thing right which you know you know what i mean like i think that would just make people even more angry and you know just be blunt with your fan base and tell them look this is this is what we're trying to do it's it's got some stuff that you're familiar with but it's also going to have some new stuff right he's not he's not standing
0: there on youtube saying you know what just buy a 360 he's saying guess what (laughs) if there's something you don't like it's there i'm sorry but you know it's such as it is
1: all right guys we got some emails to get into And since me and Yvonne have done the vast majority of the talking tonight, we're going to let the other three hosts take these. Lou, you got the first one, buddy.
2: All right. First email comes from Zach. Zach writes in, hey, guys, writing again with a little tip for all 360 Skyrim players that listen to the show. When in the favorites menu, if you hit the right or left buttons on the D-pad while highlighting an item, it would be hotkey to that button. Love the show. You guys did an awesome job. Yours truly, Zach. A.K.A. Elendril, the Bosmer. What? That's awesome, <laughs> dude! I've
3: I've been playing with a control. I'm going to do that. <laughs>
2: Not now, Dave. Not now,
3: dude. Oh my god! I we got it in the show. I got to play Skyrim.
1: <laughs> right. Thanks for the tip, man. Great stuff.
4: All right. Next email goes to Shank the Tank. I I knew it. <laughs> okay let's see uh I, got, I gotta scroll okay here we go <clears throat> with eso embracing its own version of the trinity namely there is a trinity but anyone can fill any role with gear switch out how do you guys especially the mmo aficionados that's a pretty big word there boobala think those of us <laughs> who love to heal or tank will fit into things who would you rather have tanking someone who tanks nothing else couldn't care less about damage meters etc just loves micromanaging encounters loves keeping tabs on as many enemies and keeping them in place or somebody who likes to pew pew joseph and has a plate armor set do you want a healer that wants to do nothing but heal like me f damage you can't do damage if you're dead That's that's you know that's you speaking the truth or someone who usually runs around smashing heads with a giant hammer and doesn't spend all his time learning the eccentricities of healing. You are using huge words there. My personal opinion, true tanks and healers will maintain the status they've had in previous MMOs. Band-Aid tanks and healers are fantastic for pugs. I don't know what that means. And keeping raid encounters going if tanks or healers go down. Overall, overall, I love the idea. The biggest reasons I couldn't play Guild Wars 2 is because I couldn't play a full healer. Not really. Long live tanks and healers. 13,000 hours played on WoW until I started sucking. 100% of which, yes, even leveling, was played holy spec as a paladin. Austin L. A.K.A. (laughs) Janine.
1: Can I answer this, guys? Please. I personally would not want those die-hard tanks or healers in my group because they're not going to really exist in ESO, in my opinion. I'm going to want those people who are going to be that, like, mage tank-class spec guy with a bow running around because he has something to prove. <laughs> like, just like me. I'm going to be that, you know, that uh, Dragon Knight heavy-armored healer. And I'm going to be dang good at it. Are you going to judge me because I'm a, 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 a Dragon Knight in heavy armor?
0: No.
4: Yeah, let me. I got I got a band aid for you here. Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, uh, I'm going to shock you right now,
0: and I'm going to tell you that I completely agree with you. <gasps> I think if if you stick to, especially, I think I think tanks are are definitely highlighted on this. Um, if you're going to be just a tank, I think you're going to nerf yourself in this game. Oh yeah,
1: I want someone's going to be able to kick some butt and tank in the process right or at least be able to, to tank and throw some heals out there you know what, something I have a feeling that tanking and healing is not exactly what the MMO veterans think it's going to be in Elder Scrolls Online I don't think it's going to be the same kind of uh, system I'm pretty sure it's not actually yeah
2: sorry this is the kind of mindset I'm hoping to avoid in the game because I'm, I'm sick, to, sick and tired of it already you know, it's the players who are so mindset. Yeah, the horse blinds on saying, I only do one job only.
3: Yeah, if if I see anyone who says, oh, I
4: only do this, then they're only not going to be in my group. Because <laughs> right. you know what? Right. But my but they can't, like, they have that option, right? With the game, like, you, they can well, spec as a pure tank. Oh, no, sure. If they
3: wanted to not have half of the skills in the game at their disposal, yeah
2: right the point i'm trying to make shank is this the fact that they're so locked into one role they won't bring they're not willing to bring the versatility into their character that could help the group kill faster or get three things done faster like let, let's let's go to this previous statement f damage you can't do damage if you're dead and you can't kill the, fa- the counter faster if you're not doing anything if three out of four of you are only doing damage and the fourth guy isn't it's going to take that much longer for that encounter to end because guess what? I only heal. <laughs> hmm. I have four damage spells on my bar, but I'm not doing a damn thing because all I do is heal.
1: To me, the Five ideal minutes healer is Yeah, who has a healing staff with a high damage healing staff. Maybe one or two heals and a couple damaging skills. Get in there and be a part of the fight while healing. You know,
3: you know I can see nothing better that I'm going to do in gameplay than make people go, wow, that guy's really good at healing. And then I'm gonna be like, oh yeah? Then flip to my DPS and burn something down. <laughs> That's what I want from this game. I want to have the versatility to be like, yeah, I'm ridiculous at everything I do. Exactly, Dave.
1: I want be. I want people to say like, look, I gotta grab this widget guy because he's a kick-ass DPS and he yeah, can band-aid pretty good too.
4: I, I would love it if people said, I don't want Shank, because he's so good at picking flowers and running away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to drag you but, along and say, look, Shank, just point your bow in this direction. You're good.
2: <laughs> I, I just want to add one more thing for Austin, Austin L's uh, email here, though. Even though I've said that, Austin, in the end, if that's how you want to play, I don't think anyone here has ever said, no, no, you can't play that way. The versatility, the options are there. Okay, just don't have that mindset of you know you're not going to take other players like we've seen other MMOs because oh you don't do this oh you didn't go all fifty points down this street? no man we don't want you
0: right that, I, I that think mindset
2: needs to fucking die
0: I think um, a good thing about this is what or, or what Austin should be taking away from this is as as a tank as a person who strictly tanks in in MMOs and have been changing it lately a bit but. <coughs> As a person who does strictly tank, all right. One thing that's always plagued me has been the low amount of damage I do while leveling up. Leveling as a tank is uh, it takes it takes a while to do that. All right. When you when you play Elder Scrolls Online, you can build yourself primarily to be a tank. But if you want to give yourself some very nice options in the game, it's there, and you can do it, and you can. You know, put in high damaging skills that'll get you through the levels a bit faster and, and improve quality of life. You know, I do think that you're you know going to nerf yourself if you if you do that in this game because you're a one trick pony, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are are doing you know multitasking in the game. So you, you do make yourself look like a, a, a an option that's sort of old. But if that's how you want to play, it's there and you can do it and and have fun with it, man.
1: You know, guys, my brain was off-skelter there. You know how I said I want to DPS, massively DPS, and heal everything? I sound like a necromancer. I'm um, gonna kill you like, all and bring you back to life.
0: Yeah, it's true, actually. You yeah. put it that way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that sounds awesome. Sorry. What? Using your friend's corpses as your own army. That would be sick.
1: <laughs> Thanks for dying, Dave. You're now my minion. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That'd be awesome if you could resurrect <laughs> your teammates. Could you imagine? Dave's down. That just bring a, it that, back.
1: That'd be the coolest skill ever. Like bring it up as a bring it up as a minion with like two or three skills, and that you just go to town for until they kill you again. Then you re- resurrect. That'd be awesome.
3: For every time you resurrect me, I lose one of the skills on my hotbar as well as a, a limb off of my body. <laughs> <laughs> You're legless. Yeah, I go numb in
1: the ankle. You got it. Like that guy in Game of Thrones?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Only a flesh wound,
1: Dave. Only a flesh wound. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Dave, next email, sir. Nah. (laughs) Alright, Dave. um, Next email, please.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Next email says, hello, ESOTR. Hello, Hello! Hello! I am a Swedish fan of your show, and I have been an elder scrolls fan since the days of oblivion boo i used to be hey, so excited hey. what, what? you be quiet i used to be so excited <laughs> about this game and oh i'm sure i will be when the game actually releases but it's a long time left but since e3 my hype meter has dropped quite a bit i don't know why but i thought their e3 presentation was a letdown somehow i just cannot bring myself to like the announcement to consoles Call me ignorant or just misinformed, but I kind of wanted this old-school PC game with a new skin, with a new technological skin, so th- so to say. They also mm-hmm. seem to want to keep the hype as low as possible sometimes, with just seconds of new footage and same old information over and over. How can I turn the tide and see the consoles as something good? How am I supposed to raise my hype meter again and reignite that spark with sauce that sauce used to give me I wish you could help me Jay Um, this sounds like a message to like a lonely hearts thing in a in a can I can I take doesn't
1: it you know what if you're playing PC what do you care if it goes to consoles
4: well (laughs) just kidding Shane go ahead (laughs) I was gonna okay how can I turn the tide and see the consoles as something good um I think like we've been mentioning on the show for a while now um options are good like options 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 we we know that they've been developing this game on the for the PC for a long time okay and now we have this great new generation of consoles that are a significant leap from what they used to be so now with this it's just allowing those people that did not that were interested in the game but couldn't play it because they didn't have a computer or whatever they can play it now if they got a, if they have one of these consoles so I think as something good, it would be that it's just giving people more options on how they can experience Elder Scrolls, which that's not a bad thing. I, I don't think that's ever been a bad thing. Um, and if you want to, you know, keep your hype meter up. Well, um, I don't know how old this email is, but there we just went through a bunch of new information. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, look, uh, you know, Jay,
0: you know, if you're not if you're if you're legitimately not excited about about the console thing why why try and get yourself excited you know it's it's you can be critical and be a fan at the same time that's that's not a problem although i will say that if you are planning to play on pc the game being on consoles
4: is is not going to affect you at all yeah Um, that's yes thank you that's what i was trying to say and i
0: yeah and joe joe put it very uh (laughs) abruptly but he did put it there (laughs) earlier (laughs) You know, it's not going to affect you, so I wouldn't worry about the console thing. Um, what's nice about consoles is is the game is going to be accessible to everyone who wants to play it, no matter what console, PC, or Xbox One or PS4 they're they're playing on. So that's a nice thing. It's it's nice to to have something like that. Um, he, he just totally ignorant. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'd also say to Jay. You know, again, it's on the PC, it's on all three platforms. Why would you wa- not want that type of exposure this game? You want a big crowd playing this game. Oh, and uh, Did you guys hear yeah. that in the chat room? That was thunder. I got a storm hitting. <coughs> so storm, if my
1: power burn. goes out, then we're in trouble. But um, yeah.
0: Um, well, I mean, you know, Lou, I, I can understand what you're saying, but, you know, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate here for a second. And I'm going to say that I think a lot of people are concerned that if, you know, the game going to console means, you know,
4: in quotes, it's going to be dumbed down. That that really makes me like that makes me mad. It really, really does. Because we've known since day one that they've been developing for the PC. Yeah. I mean, how? <sighs> Listen,
0: this game is for Elder Scrolls fans. Yes. <laughs> it is an Elder Scrolls game. And an MMO second. Or or I should say that it, it's 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 an Elder Scrolls game and it's also going to be an MMO. But their their development has has proven that they really take that very seriously. So Elder Scrolls fans get excited. If you're an MMO fan, this may not be the game for you. Sorry to put it that way, but it may not. Oh, come on! is for everybody. Well, it is. <laughs> but oh. there's some some hardcore MMO fans out there that don't that just don't like what they're seeing. And oh. I, you know, I mean, that's their opinion. And who's, yep. who who would tell them no?
2: Exactly. Well, uh, what I'm leading to is this: with all three platforms being engaged, okay, uh, chat room. Bear with me here, okay. You've already knows that one of the games I've been playing a lot lately, or oh, got back into is EVA Online. Alright? EVA Online has one server. Tranquility. Those are the PS3. What just came out from CCP Games Dust 514? What's it on? PS3. Guess what? I can play with PS3 players. They're the Dust Bunnies. The soldiers. And what I'm hoping for eventually is that if Sony and Microsoft ever get off their high horses, and work with Zoss, and say, my god, we're all on one server now. Now we can have all three platforms playing together. It doesn't matter. You're not restricted. Just to PS4 uh, group, an Xbox One group, PC group. Everyone can play all together at the same time and explode this game.
1: Lou, I, I, you know, I know you got some great points, but we really got to wrap this up. I don't want to lose power. Uh, this storm sounds like one of those ones that can make me lose power quickly. If we lose power, we lose the show. So, I'm going to have to just ask you to let's go ahead and move on to the Elder Scroll. I don't mean to be brash or anything like that, buddy. I, I know you make some f- fantastic points, but can we uh, move on to the Elder Scroll, gentlemen?
2: I am. Uh, to to up. Totally,
0: yeah. Too. All right. All right.
2: Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Today's Elder Scroll. Today, we're going to cover shadow magic. Even in the light, darkness will be known. What is shadow magic? It's an obscure but powerful form of magic. It was first harnessed by Azra Nightwielder, is obviously the original Shadow Mage and a pioneer of Shadow Magic. He was the first to discover that shadow was not simply an absence of light, but a reflection of possible worlds created by forces in conflict. Shadows can be produced by mundane forces such as light hitting a rock or by more powerful forces such as nations at war. And shadow magic involves the manipulation of shadows to affect the forces creating it. Shadow magic is common around the Hammerfell Skyrim High Rock border, but is rarely used elsewhere. Now I'll re- repeat this one point. Shadow magic involves the manipulation of shadows to affect the forces creating it, which leads into, in this way, shadow magic rivals even the power of the Elder Scrolls themselves, having the power to potentially change the past, present, and future through the manipulation of Shadow. And with these insights, Azra attempted to manipulate his own Shadow to such an extent that all possible versions of himself would become melded into a singular existence. Gently the <coughs> one. Um, Redguard soldiers, however, fearing the power he would command should he succeed, surrounded him in Northern Hammerfell. During this fight, Azra lost control of his magic and blasted a large hole in the ground, having apparently perished a small village grew around this crater. It was named Azza's Crossing in homage to the wizard. Centuries later, during the Imperial of an Umbra Keth, which translates to a shadow of conflict, formed due to the ongoing war of the Bendermach. Here, Jagathorn and Pergan Azul attempted to gain control of, the, of this monster, so to speak, or entity for their own use. However, somewhere in Tamriel... In year 397, the third era, an unknown hero, that's who, on a quest to destroy the Umbra discovered a large crystal in the depths of the Fearfrost caverns. Now look at the shank. Inside this crystal was Azure Nightwielder, who was suffering from memory loss and couldn't recall his identity. The second incarnation of Perigan a shadow mage who was trying to strengthen the Umbra by battling with the hero, repeatedly, revealed the mage's name with his dying breath which helped then restore Azra's memory. Azra and this hero met again in the crater of Azra's Crossing. Azra provided final information pertaining to the Star Teeth. And what are the Star Teeth? These are artifacts of light, in some way associated with the stars. The Aelids believed that starlight to be the purest form of the element. The Star Teeth had the ability to counteract powerful shadow magic, which were needed to defeat the Umrakath. The shadow mage appeared at the final battle between the hero and the Ember Kef and has not been cited since. One of the more common applications of shadow magic is in the creation of shadow gates. And these are magical barriers often used to protect treasure, and can only be bypassed through the use of a shadow key. And only 11 shadow keys are known to be in existence. Shadows can also be absorbed to strengthen the mind, or can be coalesced into artifacts such as the shadow stabber, a blade made from shadow. It is possible for Shadow Mages to use Shadow Magic to visit Shadow Realms, alternate versions of the world, to aid a different version of themselves. Similarly, Shadow Mages could summon different versions of themselves to their own world. Death in a Shadow Realm is the only way to break the connection. And just a little bit of trivia here. Although less well-known, Azra was also a pioneer in the field of enchanting staves. And although his methods were considered rudimentary by the standards of the Fourth Era, he is still considered a genius in his field and many of his staves can be found scattered across Tamriel. It's known that Master Nela of House Sylvani is a collector of Azra's work and has admitted to having learned a lot from studying his staves. And there's also a plant called Root, which is an expensive herb which bears his name. And I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for having all this information. That's just a little bit of the information on Shadow Magic. Go to those three sites. There's a ton more of of lore out there for you to read. Hope you enjoyed it.
1: Thanks, Lou. I was kind of chuckling at the uh, conversation going on in Skype. You guys are nuts. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, we had a fun-filled episode, guys, and uh, let's kind of wrap it up with our final thoughts here. Um, Yeah, heavy armored healers for the win, guys. That's all I'm saying. That's it. You,
0: you yeah, the more I hear about uh what they're planning for their for their uh PvE content, the more I start thinking that, you know, this really does sound and it feel you know like a like an Elder Scrolls game first. And you know, uh that's that's amazing. I I'm really glad they're sticking to that.
2: And Louis Lon. A lot of versatility, a lot of options. That's what I've seen coming out this whole week <clears throat> out there, you know. <clears throat> All these possibilities available to players, and I hope Zoss keeps keeps plugging it out there. You know this is going to be a great game. David,
3: um, I, I think I speak for everyone when we talk about the consoles versus PC debate that they intentionally didn't put it on the Wii U because it would have been the best one. <laughs> Nintendo rules.
1: Uh, Dave, that would have been suicide.
3: Nintendo rules. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Dave, hit yourself on. for me please. The, yeah, please.
2: <laughs> Shank. I'm unplugging your 3DS. <laughs> no. Um, I am I am
4: getting more and more excited uh on a personal uh curiosity note for this game. I guess I would like to see what they have to like I want I would like to see some more information on specifically the um I guess more information on the the exploration and the PvE for the how, the area that you can explore. But from what I'm seeing so far, I'm not gonna lie. It's um, I'm, it's, uh, definitely got me happy.
1: And how to reach us, if I want?
0: I just want to say I like the fact that Shank is getting just so comfortable with MMO terms. I
4: um, I, I raised my hand like 500 times this episode. Our, uh, <laughs>
0: our our little one's getting older, guys.
3: He's growing up. He's here, he's growing up. Proud of He's going to be a full grown lady. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Don't you know it, Boobala?
0: <laughs> all right, guys, how to reach us? Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com is the place to go. Don't go there for just our podcasts. Go there for all of the awesome, up to the minute news that you're going to get on ESO and everything Elder Scrolls related. Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com. Questgamingnetwork.com. That is the official site for our network and great one stop shopping for all of our podcasts and not just news about Elder Scrolls and Minecraft, but general gaming as well. Elder Off the Record at gmail.com. That's our email account. If you want to send us a note and just say hi, tell us uh, some, some awesome stuff that happened in game, or if you have a question, Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com. We're all over YouTube. YouTube YouTube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls OTR is this show's YouTube account. We'll be posting a lot more on there very, very shortly, and we'll get into that in just two seconds. YouTube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network is the YouTube account for the entire network as well. It's the only place you're going to find Totally Heroes, which is totally live, on Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's QGN's weekly video newscast Starring our network's news director, hey, Joe Bradford, one? and the QGN staff writers, Brian Armstrong, Shank Tank, and the <laughs> Solid Gold Dancers. That's, to- <laughs> <laughs> that's totally heroes. Totally live.
1: Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We have Eastern something time. big to announce as well. that's not put in here.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Go ahead, Joe.
1: We are going for a full weekly Twitch.tv schedule, guys. For our for gaming, every day of the week, you'll at least sometimes two times to three times a day, you can log into Twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network and check out one of the hosts or several of the hosts doing either a show or let's plays or gaming. You name it. Log on in. We're gonna have a full schedule up in our um, Twitch.tv. Uh. Profile will be have us put up there. It'll be on our website. Thanks to Joe Bradford, so you guys can come check it out. I know I am doing Wednesday nights for my Let's Play series. I'm going to be doing.
0: Um, yeah, you want to you want to talk about that schedule that we had? Yeah, we're, let's do it. Where uh, what's um? See, I don't have it in front of me though. When uh, we be
1: log in, you just fill fill for me here. Go ahead. All
0: right, so I'm filling for Joe right now. So let's talk a little about those solid gold dancers. No, I'm joking. Uh Listen again. Sorry. I want <laughs> I want to mention again. We are doing a fundraiser for PAX Prime, guys. Every single cent that you send us between now and when PAX Prime comes, we're pulling it all together and we're paying everything that we do here for the network. We are now paying out of pocket and we're going to take all that donation money and we're going to put it towards PAX Prime. But we really need your help, guys. Um, Without your help, we may not be able to to get there in the way that we want to be there and have a great presence for you. Um, so please, you know, if you have anything, a little bit, a lot of bit, you know, whatever, it'll be great uh, for so, for for PAX Prime. I got it. It's in front of me. So great.
1: our Twitch TV schedule, as follows, as current, there may be more added. Uh, hopefully, there will be more added. But on every Sunday night at 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Sorry, on this Sunday, Aaron will be doing his Let's Plays. 6:30 to 8:30 will be Minecraft off the record. Monday nights between eight PM and nine forty five PM Eastern is Dan the Man Wilson. Who knows what he's gonna be playing, but he'll be playing
0: something. So so Aaron and Dan <laughs> will be doing like some kind of general gaming thing. What's yeah. hot, what's now?
1: Uh, I think Aaron mostly will be doing Minecraft. Okay. Uh between ten PM and twelve AM Eastern is Totally Heroes with Bradford's Lord of the Rings play, or whatever the fans decide he want him they want him to play that night. Is he like, primarily is
0: primarily <laughs> Lotro. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, primarily Lotro. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'll play it. I'll be in note that I'll try that out. Tuesday nights from eight p.m. to ten p.m. Eastern time is Dave plays
4: something. We Dave plays something. Dave and told me exactly um, what I'm, he's planning on for that. No, he's he's well, actually been he's gonna be playing at tea stirring for Wii. So
2: Don't
3: <laughs> make fun of my Wii bro. Um as it looks right now, I I may be doing either Rift, um Skyrim, or Minecraft, but I really would like to start playing Darksiders two and do a Let's Play series on that. Ah, oh,
1: cool. Every Wednesday night between 8 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, it'll be Joe Let's Plays. So I'm going to be doing it four-week series. My first week, my first four weeks will be Hitman Absolution. So look for that. And then after oh, that, nice. we'll pick a new game to play. And I'll be doing, like I said, one hour to one and a half hour long uh, Let's Plays between pick games. So if you guys have any suggestions for anything like that, email us in and let me know. Um, and then after that, Brian... Armstrong will be doing open open world Wednesdays every Wednesday night from 12 p.m. east or 12 a.m. Eastern. Uh, he didn't give me a close date, so he starts at 12. <laughs> <laughs> Thursdays, Dave's will be doing Dave's Day from 1 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern, which is good for your your, your European listeners.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's absolutely going to probably be Skyrim, just to get people hyped up for the show at night. There you go.
1: Cool. And, of course, between 6.30 and 30 p.m. Eastern, is Elder Scrolls OTR right here on Twitch TV. And every Friday night, Yvonne will be doing the Yvonne Classic TES for, oh, from yeah. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Su- 10 p.m. Eastern. Classic excited, Elder Scrolls
0: yeah. with me on Fridays, starting at 8, going until 10. This is what it's all about. I'll be playing Morrowind, I'll be playing Oblivion, and I'll even be playing Skyrim. And it's going to be a good time. Good, good time.
1: So starting this Sunday, guys, look for this new schedule to be set live, and Every join us. Every day there's a live stream. <clears throat> Saturdays are open currently. Right now, those are just for spot of the moment. Let's for spot of the moment stuff. We might fill in with a live stream show that night as well. So stay tuned for the updated schedule. Like I said, it'll be in our our uh, Twitch TV slash Quest Gaming Network profile as well as our websites,
0: and uh, enjoy it. Arwin, back to you. Oh, uh, well, thanks a lot, Joe. Back to me. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, where to listen to us? All right. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zoom, and of course, the RSS feed is found on all of our websites. You can go there, grab it up, toss it into your favorite RSS reader, your favorite podcast reader. Of course, we recommend Podkicker and RSS Demon on the Google, on the Google Play Store. Don't forget about twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. For those of you out there who are not sure, when we live stream this show, it's at Twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. And again, every day will be a live stream. Apparently, except for Saturdays. But uh, don't forget our other shows: Minecraft Off the Record Live Sundays at 7 p.m. Uh, Dave built a whale at one point. I you know. <laughs> yeah, he <you> did.
3: <laughs> we we killed the server. Oh,
1: then I oh, brought it back yeah. to life.
3: Sorta. Of. It's oh. back
1: to life fully just people have to redo everything they had in their personal inventory but that's okay it happens
3: but
0: apparently <laughs> didn't want uh, Twitter happen. we're on Twitter if you like Twitter and you're a tweeter uh, we tweet as well so find us on Twitter at Elder Scrolls OTR uh, Joe is at the widget and that's W I G I T I'm a Varwin uh, you can follow me at of Varwin E V A R W Y N Lou is a gamer guy, eleven B. That's G A M E R G U Y one one B. And Dave, who cares? Shank
4: is a <laughs> yeah yeah. Keep going, no, keep going. I like Dave
0: this. is at Dianforce, D I E N F O R C E. And Shank is at Shank Tank, S H A N K T H T A N K. And guys, if you like pumice stones, all right, great savings if you just drop off that E and Shank the tank you will receive savings on pumice stones
1: Elder Scrolls Off the Record as a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Millet Network
0: I just want to say foos for all you all next week take care everyone be safe may the foos be with you
2: Good night, everyone glad you're all here see you all again next week foos for all you all see you next time I love you Dave Push down!